0: It is scam when you don't allow everyone to operate on fair terms. We are the Robin Hoods of sports betting. We take something back from the rich bookies and enable our customers to beat them instead. As you guys can see, a mystery guest is pro sports better Haru, but unfortunately he doesn't talk, so you have to, you have to make up what he says. Oh, there he goes. Got gotcha, you, mate.
1: Yeah, sorry. It's a bit noisy here. We're moving in furniture, just moved into the new house, but I still oh, wanted nice. to hop on and see what's going on. I haven't talked to you in a while. I
0: don't know, mate. When do you reckon the last time you came on a Trade Mate show was?
1: Uh, it was before the college basketball season, so at least like six months.
0: Yeah, you're a busy man. You're a busy man.
1: <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> How's, the- How's everything?
0: good mate you just missed me talking about my mate results for about half an hour so you missed you missed quite a lot exciting exciting times of trade, mate,
1: yeah you were sharing with everybody about all the millions you made this year or what
0: yeah basically i don't want to gloat too much mate but yeah essentially that's how it works
1: <laughs> what have
0: you been trading on today
1: um, well, I just took over, actually. My partner, Drew, was trading, um, so I just hopped on. I run in the afternoon today. But, yeah. you know, right now, like, this time of the year, we're basically trading NBA still. Uh, college basketball just finished. Uh, no more of that right now. We're doing some NHL, some baseball here and there, and then obviously UFC uh, football and um Tennis, tennis has been pretty big for us lately with all the tournaments all up and yeah. running right now in the midst of the season. But yeah, pretty much everything to answer your question.
0: Yeah, whatever's no, we'll, available. How's how's all the UFC stuff gone?
1: It's been it's been okay. I mean, we kind of uh, haven't seen you know as. Like that, good of opportunities lately in terms of like, you know, trading back and forth on things. But I think this uh, Usman Masvidal fight that's coming up is gonna is gonna produce some uh, some liquid positions to trade in in and out of.
0: Does that bring um, back memories? The first fight, mate.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's like it's deja vu all over again.
0: Yeah, geez, I remember you telling me and George about that position you built up, mate. That was quite. Quite a uh, quite a position, mate. So it should be. I mean, you would think it'd be quite the same. It should be a bit more popular this time around. More people, more eyeballs. So, did you do anything with the um,
1: with the Jake Paul and Ben Askren market yesterday? Because there's a lot of volatility, and a lot of you know, moving prices across the market. I was curious if you did anything there.
0: Yeah, no, I didn't. I I didn't know. I, I I've never seen this Jake Paul guy fight, and I know Ben Askren's a terrible boxer. So I was just like. To me, it was a bit of a circus. Like you know, you just you there. There was all probability in the world that neither of you know that Ben Askren was going to come in in like terrible shape and like just didn't didn't really care, just there for the money. And same for Jake Paul. Like, I just couldn't don't trust either of them. So yeah, I stayed away, mate. But but, but Ben Askren, I think, was like if you, about a month ago he was like three point something in odds, and I don't know, was he did he go into like twos or something yesterday?
1: Yeah, at one point, I, like, pinnacle, it dropped to, like, 2.15. But, wow. I mean, yesterday is yesterday perfect example of, like, the market is only as, like, efficient as, like, the supply and demand. Like, if there is a ton of square action or whatever, people are just betting for entertainment that usually don't really partake in, you know, traditional betting markets, like, let's say, you know, soccer, or NBA, stuff that pretty much closes efficiently to what the line should be. These are, these are, like, very interesting situations because yesterday, you know how the fight played out. It it wasn't an exact representation of what the true probability of, of Jake Paul winning that match. I mean, you could just see within the first minute of, of how the fight was going that it was more so that closing price was just based on the undiscovered variables that, like, people were just willing to, you know, pay the price on something that was still subjective. So, I mean, that's that's one thing that I've been not giving you know in those in those kinds of spots or in those kinds of matches like you can't even really say that hey like the closing line value is the exact representation of a match so i've been trying to like pick and choose my spots on which you know um games or leagues that i'm going to respect the closing line value as opposed to some other ones and yesterday was a good like learning experience just for our trading team in general
0: yeah i mean that's like the it's a one-off event isn't it so you can never really like it's just it was such a random event that to say that the market was efficient is probably probably wrong
1: yeah for sure it it, it definitely has to be wrong and then like i said people who are not really professionals there's there's gonna be more people you know, betting that thing for fun who are recreational better than there are gonna be shark money. Like there's just so much so many more people that with they pull their money together that are betting for entertainment purposes are gonna outweigh the shark money that's coming in on a fight like that. They're just betting yeah. for you know for entertainment purposes.
0: Yeah. All right mate, we got some questions come through. Uh Sam Miller says is Jonas Yell said human? Yes mate, he is He's human, I've touched him. I mean that sounds really creepy, but he is he's a real person. Don't know if Haru's real though I've never never touched Haru, so maybe one day
1: no, I'm just a hologram. I just come <laughs> on these things. I plug in a little chip in my computer and I just pop up.
0: <laughs> um He says the guy's volume is so much larger than any other sharp. He would make three hundred bets a day. I'm curious, so how he finds value on that many. I think Jonas has a pretty similar approach to what to what you do, Haru. So... Yeah, me and
1: Jonas are very similar. I actually was talking to him last week. We're starting he was to talking to things. Jonas last week. Yeah, we're doing a few things together. Can't really share oh, nice. what we're doing, but we're doing some stuff. Some some uh tag team in on some trading.
2: <laughs> Beautiful. Nice.
1: Yeah. But yeah, it's it it's um definitely we kind of after talking to him a little bit, um it seems like we're doing a pretty similar approach to what we got going on. I mean, it's not my business to share what he does, but there are similarities, like just high volume approach, getting a lot of bets in, you know, just filling a lot of stuff, whatever has value. Like at at this point of our business, we're just trying to get as much as we can down on stuff that has an edge because it's the only way you know, you can really sustain scale. And these businesses just have more information, bet more things. Is it like you can't bet an unlimited amount on whatever it is like you want. Like you can only take whatever liquidity is offered in the market. So the objective becomes like trying to bet as much as possible and also trying to bet as many things as possible.
0: Yeah. How does that how does that work out, I guess, like when you're building a relationship with another sports better or I guess anyone in the industry? Like how does how does that process work out? Is it just as simple as like sliding into some dms or how does it work
1: i mean for the most part yeah you know i've you know been on a few podcasts here and there so people listen to that stuff and then they they reach out and they're like hey we have this and this account or do you want to partner up on such and such and we're like yeah sure If like the the structure or like the the agreement or the partnership works out or it's in line with what we're doing then there's opportunity there i think just building like a network of people who are in the same space whether they're betting like you or aren't necessarily betting like you have access to certain accounts like it's cool like I feel like that's one of the most um important things as you try to get to that next stage of like betting is like building up a network and like seeing how other people can help you how you can help them and just exchange value i think mm-hmm. it's a valuable thing to do in this in this business
0: yeah nice Neil says hi. He says "Uh, nice to see you again, Haru. How's things? So how is things, mate? Good?
1: Yeah, everything's going good, man. Just been pretty busy because of like the move to the new house.
0: Oh, yeah, uh, that's just right.
1: Trying to, just trying to knock that out of the way. You can see it's like a little messy here, but this is a new space. Downstairs.
0: Look at that. Jeez, he's going big time.
1: I actually got to show people now that I'm. I'm here, I'm on my iPad, so I can show people.
0: Mate, people one, day like I'll, one day I'll come over and we can do a house tour like we did with Jonas.
1: Yeah, for sure. I'm going to show you the projector real quick. So this is how it looks like. This is going to be a little sports betting. Room. Oh, I love it. We're getting it. a new couch in here, but there's a like a 100-inch projector here, so all the big-time yeah. matches are going to go up here. No, so this is going to be my little area. And then right here is where I'm going to put my desks. So yeah. I'm going to have like a view of the projector while I'm working. Oh, awesome. Good stuff. But yeah, I mean, things are good. It's It's good that it's slowing down a little bit just so we can catch up. I think like COVID threw a lot of plans and scheduling things in whack this year because like we were planning on taking the summer off and then we didn't really take the summer off. It was like NBA and stuff came back, and then like all the football leagues in Europe like kind of didn't even really take a break. The Bundesliga came back, and then it was just like one after another, and then the season ended, they started again.
0: Yeah. It's like, does it ever have an effect on your trading? I guess you get to the point where you're thinking, like, I need to take a break, or I'm because I'm just getting like, I'm just not as good as I can be, if you know what I mean.
1: I mean, yeah, it. It, I guess it does help in a sense that like Drew and I can split our times like on screen trading, but even then, like, even when we're both like splitting, it's still a lot of work. Cause like, we're just like trying to get you no know, beyond as much as we possibly can each individually.
2: Hmm.
1: So it's still, it still requires a lot of hours. I mean, of course, some days you're going to wake up and you're going to be like, damn, like, I don't feel like trading today, but like when you sit on the computer and then like, You start seeing stuff flashing. You're like, I got to bet this. I got to bet that. Yeah, you can. And you got to, you know, you see this move and you see that. Next thing you know, like five hours have passed by and you just like, you didn't even really feel it. So, I mean, when you like love what you do, like you just kind of push through it, even like during hard times, like because you're like zoned in in that moment, at least for me, you're zoned in in that moment, you're trading, like you enjoy doing what you're doing. So time passes by like really fast. So we don't feel it as much, but, you know, your body does like it's a body and mind thing to me at this point, like my mind tells me like to push, but there are certain things of like, you know, having to sit all day or, or being in front of the computer is not really something that I enjoy as part of this job, but you just kind of push through it. And then like looking forward to like the summer and like knowing that we're going to get at least one month off, it kind of balances, you know, working at working the, the entire year. Um I've always said and I, I mean this is just general advice some you know sharing some of my you know my philosophy like if you you know not all things in your life have to be balanced like in the short term, but like in the long term, as long as they kind of all balance themselves out, I think that's a healthy approach, like right now, I just spend a lot of my time working and trading as much as I possibly can, you know um because I imagine that you know, down the line, four or five years from now, it's gonna, things are going to be different. I'm going to have to spend more time with family and such. So I'm just trying to, you know, spend this time still young and stuff, trying to work as much as I possibly can, and then probably things will will start, you know, balancing out to be more involved with family and such.
0: Yeah, are you, are you. So in the summer, you'll just take a whole month off and no trading at all.
1: I mean, we'll still trade, but it's not going to be as um, extensive or, like, require us to be, you know, require us to be, like, from our big setup. You saw my setup, like, the three monitors and stuff. I don't think the menu is going to be as extensive, you know, with college football and basketball, NBA, all those American sports kind of pretty much being on break. We have the flexibility of, like, having a smaller setup and being mobile and just betting from, you know, wherever we are. Hmm. So, so i'd probably take like a mobile setup like the plan is like in, in in um the summer like july for example you know take a trip you know to europe or you know go go places see places and then i'll have my mobile set up and be able to bet stuff as we see it come along maybe a few hours in the morning but it won't be as like you know hardcore as it is you know during the yeah. fall and winter
0: nice uh, you... Well, someone said they bet $800 on Jack Paul, Sam Miller. So, well done, mate. Um, Does he mean live betting when he says trading? I assume so. Oh, no, no. You just mean like just generally betting.
1: Yeah, just general betting. I mean, when you know, trading is kind of like a universal, you know, term. What I'm really doing is just like betting. I have an edge, I bet it. I'm not necessarily trying to trade in like, ARB something or like, you know, um, you know, bet live you know, across, like, like when, a, when things happen in a match trade in and out of position, no, that's not like really what I do when I trade, you know, I'm mostly, you know, on screen watching stuff, absorbing information as it comes into the market and then bet on the side of value that I like kind of like with the trade mates approach, just on a, on a, you know, higher scale.
0: Yeah. Uh Neil says, "While you're on, mate, any books you recommend on betting that you've read recently, or um, interesting I journals, much, papers?" I,
1: uh, I haven't had much time to like read and stuff lately. But I mean, the ones that I recommended in my last, in the last blog post with you guys was was the one I recommend, the one from Ed Miller, "Logic of Sports Betting." But there isn't too many like advanced books out there I mean I think there are better articles online Um, maybe me and you can like you know put up like a blog post or something with a bunch of references later people can you know take regards to that to so get more valuable content if they want it
2: yeah I just don't yeah, know off
1: the ones off the top of my head right now but we could put something together
0: yeah alright sounds good Tom Payne says do you think the brooklyn nets are gift horses for the nba chip i have no idea what that means
1: what's a gift horse i'm from the usa i never heard that before <laughs> or oh, maybe uh, i just live under a rock i gotta google this now gift horse
2: yeah
1: i don't a gift horse nah, i can't even find that on google you gotta tell me what that means
0: yeah there you go tommy if you want to answer mate what's a gift horse Uh, donnie Brasco says where you spent one month off at a beach i don't really understand the question but
1: oh any particular location no i just you know wherever i feel like going i'll go i think a month is plenty of time to go see different places not just stay in one spot um i don't get to travel too often so when i when i do or like when i get to this summer i probably would want to go to a few places and I think Europe will be an ideal spot because there's short trips between country to country. So I'm, I'm, the plan is Europe right now.
0: Uh, okay. A gift horse is a sure thing.
1: I mean, nothing
2: What's is the really NBA a sure chip?
1: Thing. championship. Oh. I mean, nothing is really a sure. Nothing's really a sure thing. Um, everything is based on, you know, probabilities. Are they likely to win the championship? Yeah, but I wouldn't necessarily say it's a a gift of a championship. Because, I mean, you know, they are dealing with... I mean, the NBA is also, right now, like, we could say, like, the Lakers were also kind of a sure thing, but with all the injuries they faced, you know, they're kind of at a disadvantage now, especially against, like, the Nets. We don't know how, like, LeBron and and uh ad will be when they get back but like just for example you know even the nets have been dealing with their own injuries like kevin durant hasn't even been healthy like i just got an injury report that he's headed to the locker room so like you don't know what's going to happen with these spots like one month in from now like lebron and ad can come back and they'll just be really healthy and play i think based on how it's priced right now for the nets they have to go through a lot of a lot of good teams still to get to the to get to the championship, there's still some contenders in the East, and then the West is already strong. So I think it's all—it's all priced in. Um, the best time is to, best time to get on like a championship bet or a features bet like that is if news comes in on a player getting injured, and then you just go and try to get whatever you can before the market moves and factors in that that key injury or whatever that's takes place on a team.
0: Hmm. All right. Uh, yeah. So you're going to go to Europe, mate. That'll be lovely. Any countries in particular you're thinking?
1: Well, we're going to – um, it's going to kind of be like a last-minute trip because we're going to see, like, who's going to have, like, strict restrictions or whatever with COVID. Um, So it's kind of up in the air right now. Last year we had already planned a trip, and we were going to, like, Rome, Greece, and it was going to stop in Armenia as well. Um, But this, this year we're just going to kind of go and take it, like, you know, maybe a couple weeks in advance and see what we can yeah. put together based on restrictions.
0: Nice, mate. One day you can come to Australia, mate. That's that's how to really spend a month, mate.
1: Yeah, I was actually in Australia a few years ago or a year and a half ago. I want to come back. My wife has family there, so I'll be there
0: soon. Nice, brother. All right, how do you handle long- losing runs? Do you take a break or ride it out, mate?
1: Not really, man. You have to write it out in December we took a big. We probably lost like thirty percent of our bankroll. like that's the probably the the biggest down uh you know downswing that we've had and
0: when was that we, we,
1: december yeah. december like this like maybe four or five months ago we um uh had maybe lost like thirty percent of our bankroll at the time it was just, just a lot of money you know, we were just like kind of in in a position because we we're like so used to winning, we we're like all right, like are we doing something wrong like you know, what can we do differently? And I think it was just a very good um, it was a good moment for us to embrace ourselves and also endure that that emotional effect it has on you when you go through such a losing streak because I don't care who you are. Like if you lose like thirty percent of your bankroll, especially if you aren't, you know, high stakes you know stress better, you're gonna you're gonna feel it. Because you know, 'Cause you're not like playing with play money. So in those moments, it's just a good opportunity to really strengthen your character and your personality, and know that if you can get through uh, a moment like that or a situation like that, then it's gonna help you. Like if you encounter a situation like that, like let's say you know another six months from now, three months, whenever it is, um, because you, if you do this for long enough, you're it's it's bound to happen. If you like let's just say you're you know, you have like, let's say a 5% chance of having a losing month or 10% chance of having a losing month based on the volume that you're doing and the quality of the plays that you're betting, then it's going to happen. If you bet three years in a row straight, you're going to have one of those months, no matter how good of the decisions you're making or what kind of plays you're you're placing, it's going to happen. So we don't really take a break. I think the one thing that helps us in in me, me personally in a situation like that is having a betting partner because you're able to go back and forth and, sh- and share your, your you know, the thoughts. They don't really get stuck in your own head and you're able to kind of just get through it and grind out of that position and th- that emotional position that you're in for losing that kind of money. We don't really take breaks. I don't really believe in it. If you if you feel like it's gonna affect you and you're gonna make bad decisions, take a break. But I think we're experienced enough and having a betting partner has helped held me accountable. So we are just able to get through it without altering like the quality of our plays or our process of making trades, we just believe in what we're doing and, and go with it.
0: Man, that's crazy. That's a that that must have been like quite a shock to the system. I mean, I, this is so valuable, mate. Like I'll, I'll clip this little video out and send it to everyone that you know I'll ever asked about. You know, losing to runs finish, and stuff to finish like
1: that. that story. Yeah, to finish that story, um, we started betting. I think, like professionally in like as a team, me and Andrew, in February of two thousand and nineteen, so it's been a little over like two years, like we've been going at it as a as a partnership. We had one losing month in July of two thousand and nineteen after that, since that August of two thousand and nineteen we had one losing month in may 2020 and that was cuz of covid we had like maybe 5 6 bets or whatever and we just like because of variance we ended the month negative since that may we haven't had one losing month that december i told you where we had lost like a good chunk of our bankroll it was in the, it was in the first 10 days of the month the last 20 days we came back and wiped out all of what we had lost so, I mean, you just have to stick to it. It's going to happen. You don't know how variance is going to be dealt to you. It's just, it's part of the simple size. You don't know if it's going to happen all in one day, in one week, in the entire month. It's just, I look at everything as like one big picture. You know, like the it, it could have looked like we were having a losing month, but we turned it around and we washed out everything we lost. So we didn't, we haven't had a losing month since uh, May of 2021. One losing month in the past 24 months.
0: So in ten days you lost thirty percent of your bone growth. That would have been just the worst. so you must yeah. have literally lost every single bit.
1: We were losing everything. Like it
0: was like a, oh.
1: it was like we were waking up in the mornings and like if we had a winner like we were jumping up and down. Like I'm exaggerating, <laughs> but like that, like that's how it was. Like we were just excited. Like like our first like winning day of that ten day stretch, we were like, holy shit, things are gonna turn around. And then it was like. You know how you you know how you uh, bring an elephant down, right? He's like one bite at a time. I was like, "Yup." And then every day we were just like chipping away at the balance that we had lost over ten days.
0: Oh man, that's a great story. Thanks for sharing, mate. That's uh it's so valuable for everyone listening to the stream, and I think anyone using TradeMate and stuff like that, because you know, like we've said, we're essentially doing the exact same thing. And variance can be uh, can be very very tough sometimes. For um, sure. Donnie says I have a 10k bankroll to start. How long will it take to become a millionaire like Jonas? <laughs> one year. Okay, if you well, ask to, Jonas.
1: <laughs> well, to put it in a to put it in a context for you, I probably started with like a 5k bankroll, and you know, you can you can easily we, in that first year we probably 150. we 50 x our bankroll. And then from there, it's just like, so I, I think that, you know, if you're positioned with the right resources, like in terms of outs and stuff, like 500k is like doable. But, you know, that that's like you being, making good quality decisions, like really pumping volume, making sure you like, your turnover is like churning every single day. Like when we started that 5k, like I was like putting all the 5k in play. Like I wouldn't bet games like you know towards the evening or like the next day like now i do now i can put positions for like next month if i want to just because i have to leverage our you know our capital and put it to work and wherever i can because otherwise the money would go underutilized but when i back when i first started i was like trying to look at like what i can find an edge in 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 games that were about to start or about to like you know like an hour away or like two hours away just so I can make sure that the money was not tied up for a long time. Because when you're trying to build your bankroll, it's really important to make your money as liquid as possible. You don't want to go, if you have like a $5,000 bankroll, you don't want to go and put positions like 10 positions on futures bets or like who's going to win the Premier League uh, in, like in, October, yeah. this, in October, December time. You, like, you want to place bets that are going to be graded almost instantly, like within two to three hour time frame. So that you can use the, the winnings or like your expected value from that bet, assuming everything gets simulated and you're up on that $5,000 uh, you placed across several bets so that you can flip it over and over and over and keep turning over until you pump up the volume. Because with five, with like a $5,000 bank call I was turning it over like three times a day. So with mm. 5000 I was doing like $15,000 turnover a day. And then it would just, as my bankroll was going, I was doing more and more and more turnover. The objective is to just don't focus on, like, how much you have. Focus on how much you, you're betting. Like, focus on your turnover more than, like, what your bankroll is right now and where you want it to be. Focus on just getting as much turnover in good spots, and the rest is going to take care of itself.
0: Yeah. Valuable, mate. How much time have you got, mate?
1: How much time? Yeah. Like right now? Yeah. I'm still around for right I It's kind of slow, so I'm able to multitask.
0: <laughs> All right. I just wanted to make sure we don't I, got, don't...
1: I think I could... If I wasn't on the iPad, I'd be trading with my eyes closed right now. <laughs> it's a pretty light menu. <laughs>
0: um, Jacob says, Are Haru's bets based on hard data, mathematical modeling or more based on feeling of particular match race i'd say neither of those mate
1: well yeah sorry my family just came over but i heard your question um i'm what i like to say is i i like to pay i'm really like observational like i'll see how markets have moved and then like i'm able to gauge like which way a market's gonna go before like the, the steam even happens It just comes from experience. You know, when you watch something for a really long time, you're able to get a a pretty good grasp of it and understand how markets are moving. So I'd like to say that I'm pretty much, I model the market in a sense because I'm looking at like what kind of uh, patterns that we're seeing. It's it's basically, you know, technical analysis of the market. And I'm basically putting probabilities of like which way a market's going to move, like where the liquidity is positioned just a bunch of things that help me gauge which way the market's going to go because for the most part like we want the objective of the game is to get best prices possible and also plus EV spots and then that's really correlated with closing line value right if you can get closing line value in a lot of your positions then you're going to make money in the long run right so the objective for me is just to be able to gauge like which way a market's going to go and just be as early as possible to that move so i don't have to wait for like a soft bookie to just be hanging a line there and for me to match that against pinnacle and bet it because that's very easy to do. Anybody can really do that. And then the trademate software already has that in place for you. But when you like start to become a professional and like bet at a higher level, like you don't have the luxury of doing that. You have to be one step ahead so that you can beat the the moves before they happen and not rely on like one or two of your outs to have that line. You want to be able to get them everywhere.
0: Yeah. Well said, buddy. Uh, I think Connor's here got some questions about accounts. So he says, how do you deal with restrictions on your accounts or new regulations? I'm getting a lot of KYC or oh, know your customer. Do you, from a lot of sports books these days, slow withdrawal times and asking for selfies with documents, do you have these problems in the U.S.?
1: I mean, with any like regulated bookmaker, whether it's in Europe or US, I mean, it's just a headache, like you open up an account, it's under your own information, it's, it's just a headache, they, they you know, within a week of betting, two weeks of betting, your account gets shut down, I just, we, we've, we've adopted a more, you know, partnership model now where we're like getting accounts from people, whether they're like credit accounts, and we're just we're basically leveraging those a lot of what we do right now is not even with those you know the soft bookmakers or like regulated bookmakers we still use them of course on accounts that are good to us and they, and they provide us with decent limits but you just kind of my best advice to you is just to think outside of the box um, think outside of the box get creative there's always a way to get money down uh, don't break the laws you know do things legally make sure you know like every country is going to have their own rules um, i've been i've been hearing like i don't know if alex knows more information on this but i know that the value betting blog you heard of that the tvb yeah they came out with an article that was talking about like how you can yeah. like the Europe. yeah you can bypass like the european restrictions i haven't really looked into that because mm. i don't have any european based accounts But, I mean, it's worth a shot if you haven't tried that yet. It's a pretty interesting article. Alex can share it with you guys. It looks like he knows what I'm talking about.
0: Yeah, we've had heaps of customers try it, and no one's been successful so far. I think a lot of the bookies basically just say that they're not allowed to delete your data or something like that. They basically just come with a bunch of excuses, saying that they have to hold on to your data for, like, seven years or something like that. I'd have to go through and look at some of the messages that I've got about it, but... Yeah, I haven't heard anyone so far that's been successful with it. I think, I, I mean, it's funny. In a, in a, if I had to guess why, maybe they've seen that article. Or I mean, I would assume there's lots of other blogs producing kind of similar articles about how you can get around unrestricting your account. So maybe they're onto it and they're just yeah, foregoing those kind of yeah. things that they have to do
1: there's always a way to get down though just be creative i mean i can't really if i give advice it's going to be advice based on where i'm located so what i'm doing here might not like work for you geographically there but the best advice i can give you is think outside the box and make it happen like i'm doing it jonas is doing it we probably don't really want to like get too involved with like giving advice there just because we don't want to put anybody in like you know, like crossing the line, or like giving advice on something that might be a gray area based on their country. So I don't really want to. I don't want to really dig too deep into that. But I, all I can say is just be creative, look at your options, and like just think outside of the box and see what other ways you can get down legally.
0: Do you, when you open up a brand new account, do you proof it at all? With or do you have any strategies to make it look as dumb as possible?
1: I mean, if you guys like have you know friends or stuff like people want bets in you know that are like whatever they're just like square bets i mean you can kind of mask accounts but from what i've learned from my experience like all like all paths eventually like they lead to Rome i, I i've tried like several different things try to like bet smaller like bet different things do like multipliers instead of straight bets i just it it might it might make the account last longer but what you ha- also have to realize is if that you, you start masking it with things like that. The expect the, the expected value that you've made out of that account is, is just you're basically having slow growth instead of fast growth in terms of money being made from that account. So if you can try to find that perfect balance where like one strategy, you're like earning 10% better expected value in terms of longevity of account. Then, yeah, go with that approach. But I've still yet to find a system or like a way of betting that is like a slam dunk or like a like a much better option than your you know betting just like strictly value on what you think is is a good edge your only thing would be is like if it's not costing you personally and you have like friends that want to put bets in and you put the bets in for them and you're not the one taking the hit on the negative expected value on that bet then sure it works out but if you're gonna personally take your own bet and a negative ev bet and you're the one who's gonna have to pick the hit on it then it's not really worth it in the end because you're getting some from your value bets and then giving some back so it's just a slower process of getting banned or like limited but you're still making a lot less in expected value during that process so like i said all paths eventually lead to wrong just yeah. try to get more accounts make it a, make it an objective and get a creative way of like getting accounts and getting bets down as opposed to uh as opposed to trying to make accounts last longer because that's not really sustainable. Accounts are eventually going to get burnt. So if you want to do this professionally, you have to keep fi- finding ways to replace your 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 outs, your spoils books.
0: Yeah, well said, mate. Uh, yeah, Donny Brasco is back. He says bet sizing equals constant plus increased turnover or increased bet size to increase turnover. I think what he's saying is that yeah, do I do I increase decrease my bet size relative to my uh my fluctuating bankroll I guess.
1: Yeah, you usually what I was doing was like kind of using a a hybrid Kelly model because it's hard to like it's hard to gauge, right? Like how how am I going to say I have X amount of dollars in my bankroll when a lot of it is tied up? I don't know how much money I have in my bankroll. How am I going to really Kelly that? Like, let's say you have all your bets in play, right? And you put like $4,800 worth of play on a $5,000 bankroll. You're with your $200 left. Like, are you going to carry it off of that $200 or are you going to carry it off of your $5,000 bankroll? The correct answer is like to do it, obviously, the $5,000. But technically, once it's invested, you don't really... Hold on, I'm sorry. It's noisy. Yeah, I was saying that you don't really you basically what I was doing is I had like a, a, a base system. So like if I was betting like a, a few things, like during that, that time block in the mornings when I was trading, I would set like, let's say one, I would do like a one unit to six unit, um, like a staking method. And then my highest bets would be like, you know, maybe 2% or 3% of my bank bull. And then, um, what I would do is like at the end of the week, like I would recalculate my um unit size based on what it would be with like that adjusted Kelly, um adjusted Kelly criterion slash it was like basically a hybrid staking, st- hybrid mm. staking model. So okay. I use that, I know it kind of sounded confusing, but if people if wanna know, I can share my. If you guys message me, I can share my uh, staking model on what I was doing. It was actually pretty. It was useful. It helped me get the. It helped me stay organized, and it also helped me get a ton of money down. Yeah. Correctly.
0: Yeah, that's awesome, mate. Um, and yeah, question here from Thirteen Gibney he says, "How did you get into gambling and realize you had an edge?" Uh, are there sports where you tried but failed to bet?
1: Again, again, an age. Well, I got into gambling at a young age because my daddy played a lot of poker, so I was around. You know, gambling my entire life, pretty much. I grew up first in like the poker scene, and then I started getting involved with um, watching a lot of basketball because I really liked playing basketball. Um, so I watched a lot of basketball, then realized obviously, you know that you can bet on this stuff too. So I kind of just started off as like a kind of like recreational better. I wasn't really that skilled or anything; just kind of enjoyed uh, watching games and betting. And then that's how I kind of just like transitioned into like doing this profession. I started joining joining communities online. Um, trying to learn more about how to beat the game it was kind of a natural transition i didn't really jump into it and was like oh i'm gonna start value betting right away as Spanky would say i paid my tuition <laughs> I, I basically i basically you know invested you know money and lost a lot of money early and then kind of understood that i needed to take a different approach started learning more online and then it just kind of became a natural progression of where i am now There hasn't been a sport that I've really failed to beat. Um, If there is a market where I'm not really sure about, I probably just don't touch it at all because it's not really worth me investing money in subjective spots if I'm not really sure that I have an edge there, if that makes sense. So I'd rather just stay away from a market than put the money up and not know if it's plus EV or not. So I just try to get into really... Define positions where I know if I trade this or bet this and I think the closing line is probably going to be good
0: Yeah All right uh, One more question here, maybe we can wrap it up. I've been going for about an hour and nearly an hour and a half so sure. um, So I mean can you say that on the screen it's probably uh, best if you if you read that question Is this the Kelly formula?
2: Mm, I think
1: so. I mean that's maybe throwing me off a little because of the decimal odds. I'm used to the American odds, but it's possible that it is. But either way I'll share it I'll share with you guys I'll give it to Alex and then he can post it maybe on some blog or something. Yeah, Um, it's gonna be like the the staking model. Maybe I have it here. I can post it. Yeah, I
2: actually have it here.
1: So if if Kelly, okay, so basically my 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 hybrid staking model was dependent on what kelly criterion suggested so kelly criterion suggests how much of your bankroll you should place on a bet percentage wise right if you have x amount of edge so if kelly criterion if sorry if kelly was recommending that i bet nine percent of my bankroll as an example on a bet i was placing four and a half units on that bet and then you guys can kind of see here. I'm just going to show you guys. It'll come out pretty clear. Hold on. Okay, yeah. you guys can see this, yeah? Yeah. So if Kelly, like KS stands for Kelly suggested. So if Kelly is suggesting like 25 to 2.99% of my bankroll on that bet, I was just using, like let's say I have a $5,000 bankroll, I would set my bankroll as 1% of my bankroll. So 1% was fifty uh $50. And if Kelly was suggesting to put uh, 4 to 4.49% of my bankroll, I was just dumbing that down a little bit and using Mm 2.25 units. So I would do 2.25 times $50, and that's how much I would stake on that game. And then I would do that all the way to 6 units and cap it there so I'm not over betting, not betting more than 6% of my bankroll on a game. When I first started, I was more on the aggressive side because losing $5,000 was, like, not as important as losing $500,000. So I've kind of scaled it back down, like, based on where we're at now. I generally don't put any more than, like, 2% or 3% of bankroll on a play, and that has to be a pretty good, like, decent-sized edge. So I was yeah. just – you could see, like, I'm starting off, like, if Kelly suggests less than 1%, I'm probably, like, only putting a little bit of money on it or not a lot. And then, as Kelly is is suggesting more, I'll increase it based on uh, the recommendation.
0: Yeah, cool. I like it. Nice. All right, buddy. So um, you can even
1: make that your. Sorry, you can even make that yourself. Like, just create like a little chart. Like, if Kelly suggests this and this, just come up with like a like a, an agreement. Like, if the suggestion is between this percentage and that, I'm gonna go with three units here, and your unit can be a percentage of your bankroll
0: yeah all right awesome stuff buddy It's been it's been great getting you on mate and and good to good to catch up mate and thanks for giving up your time when uh yeah you got some crazy things going on behind you moving houses and all must be quite stressful whilst putting millions of dollars yeah. down on betting so so <laughs> well done mate
1: <laughs> yeah sorry about the noise guys uh next time it'll be it'll be better but yeah i'm gonna be a little bit more free now so we can do more of these if you want. I'm sure not everybody has the chance to hop on and ask everything they want, but I'm more than happy to do a Q and A every so often. We can get together.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I didn't even get the chance to tell people you were coming on, mate. It was just, uh, I. <laughs> by the time you said that you were keen to come on, I, I didn't have time to to get in touch with people to make thumbnails and all that kind of stuff. So I thought I'd go with the mystery guest uh formula and see if that um, got more people <laughs> maybe next yeah. time i can just tell people that you're coming on
1: <laughs> yeah i think it's good because you know uh, you, i didn't even confirm this morning like that i'm gonna come on It's was like i remember that i was gonna come on <laughs> but then with that
0: i don't know i think i might have lost heru uh yeah i can't really hear Haru anymore maybe you can hear me but i can just wrap things up um, yeah, uh next 2 weeks for Sunday streams I am not going to be here. I'm going on holiday. So we're going to have 2 weeks off Sunday streams and we'll be back I guess it would be I think it's like the the uh the 9th. Yeah, the 9th of May will be the next Sunday stream. So I will catch you guys then. Um just be aware that you can get some discounts with TradeMate Sports at the moment some quarterly discounts. So if you're unsure what those are, I would just quickly um have a look in your emails and see if you got an email from us. I think it's something like for for quarterly core, it's like €270 or something like that for for a quarterly subscription. So if you want that now, you need to message our customer support within the next few hours or that will expire. Um, But, yeah, thanks, everyone, for watching. If you can give the stream a like, that would be superb. Uh, Subscribe, comment, all that kind of stuff. That would be awesome. Uh, yeah comment any questions so I can get to it <clears throat> and uh yeah we'll see you guys in two weeks uh really enjoying this guys and uh yeah thanks for um thanks for tuning in.